Christmas movie pitch meeting. Mm-hmm. And when you watch a trailer for a Hallmark, a Freeform, ABC Family, or whatever the channel is, Christmas movie, you have to guess what movie plus Christmas equals that trailer or that movie. So give us an example. For example... Freaky Friday plus a cr- uh, uh, Christmas equals a Christmas switch. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, go watch the trailer <laughs> and you will say, oh, snap. This is the same Spot movie. On. This is Freaky Friday <laughs> at Christmas at time. At Christmas time. That's a super fun game. It is a super fun game. You got to see how many you can come up with. Uh, so far we're at three, four. I think four, yeah, four. We're at four. We won't tell you which ones, but, uh, let's see how many you guys can come up with. Maybe, there are probably people out there who've watched way more of these Christmas type movies (laughs) than we have. I think winner gets a bad movie date night sticker. Yeah. If you post on our Instagram, we will vote between me and Nigel. Which one is the best Christmas plus other movie? And we will send you a bad movie day night sticker. But it has to be it has to be like a real Yeah, real yeah, movie. a real like a real movie. Make, yeah. That we should clarify. You're not making this right. up yourself. Like you're this is picking a Hallmark movie and determining or, you know, any other sort of Christmas movie that already exists and you're determining what movie plus Christmas equals that movie because i'm sure that happens a lot where people go into pitch meetings and they're like it's like terminator meets aliens meets back to the future (laughs) okay (laughs) and then there's some movie executive who says oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. let's make that movie and then it comes out and you say what were the italians smoking (laughs) welcome to bad movie date night the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films, and hopefully we give them the credit that they deserve. I am Nigel from AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my wonderful wife, Caitlin. Hi. I was trying to pause there. I was trying to think of like a Christmassy adjective, and then I was like, I guess wonderful works all year round. (laughs) True. We are in week two of our December Christmas time movies. Mm-hmm. We do this every year. And uh, this week, 
we are discussing the 2014 made-for-TV movie Naughty and Nice, starring Haley Duff, the sister of Hilary Duff, for those of you who are unaware, <laughs> Tilky Jones, that's a fun name, don't know who came up with that, No. Maureen McCormick, who we've talked about on this podcast before, you may know her as Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady, which I'm probably just going to refer to her as Marsha Brady. She was basically adult Marsha Brady. Yeah. Eric Peterson, Tyler Jacob Moore, Jim O'Hare, and Terrence T.C. Carson. Man, Jim O'Hare was like not in this movie enough. No, but I was shocked that we managed to find a second christmas movie with him in it after we saw that he was in the preview for that one i know we should watch all jim o'hare christmas movies that'd be fun maybe we'll do that next year see if we can find four more Mm -hmm. let's do it yeah we almost did a compare and contrast of two other movies in one of them the girl wishes a mannequin to become her perfect christmas boyfriend interesting choice And in the other one, a girl wishes her snowman into the perfect Christmas boyfriend. Also interesting choice. Plot twist from both movies. The true love was the best friends that they had had all along. What? Caitlin, why, why do you feel like these movies, at least like the trailers spoil the plot of the movie. I know. I feel like we've watched so many Christmas movies by just simply the trailer. I don't know. Why would they ruin it? You want to keep it a mystery? Yeah. And why would you... How would you see specifically this movie, the end of this movie, and think, oh, yeah, there's probably so much that I'm missing out on. Right. They really... Yeah, they really do themselves a disservice by showing the whole movie. Yeah, Mar Vista Entertainment. Come on, get your trailer people working better. Yeah, get this together. We, I, I at least, I, I mean, I know that they're going to get together in the end. Right, but you want like, to pretend like we don't know. Yeah, pretend like it might not happen. Right. Keep us interested. Keep us interested. Caitlin. Give us a tweet summary of this movie. Small town, snowy girl meets big city boy. They join a radio show together, solving the world's love problems and find love along the way. I'm going to I'm going to take that clip of you saying that and uh-huh. just cut out the radio part and just say just just cut the parts where you say small town girl meets big town boy or whatever you said yeah and then skip to and they, they find, find love, love. along the way <laughs> and i'm just gonna use that for the next like four right. movies that we watch because uh that that's a stable for a christmas movie it is a staple for a christmas movie i feel bad when we watch these movies because after the second one, which we're on, I my cynicism increases tenfold because these movies are stupid. Well, they're not great. 
They are not. And it is difficult for us to give them more credit. Well, I mean, I guess like we know what we're getting into with these. Mm -hmm. It's just difficult to try and argue that they're better than they are, if that makes sense. Right. Because they are not better than they are. That's just a fact. You know, we we watch a movie like... uh, What's a movie that we haven't talked about on the podcast before? Um, you know, we put in uh, like rest in pieces or something and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that people think that this is a bad movie, but um, here like we can defend why we don't think that it's bad. Right. But these Christmas movies sure give us a run for our money. It's uh, it is difficult to defend them. It really is. And to find things that we like about them. For example, this movie, I feel like there was no buildup in their relationship. Well, there was no chemistry in their relationship. There was no chemistry in their relationship, and I feel like there was no chemistry in the actors. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did not believe these people were in love. I thought brother and sister, perhaps. There was kind of like a weird incesty brother-sister vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, without the incest. Right. It was just kind of like, hey, we're best friends. Right. And we helped each other be better. Yeah. And then he pulled out the ring at the end, and you're like, wait a minute. You went from A to Z very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, within weeks. Hours, arguably. The other thing that was concerning about this movie... Time did not make sense. No. There was no no idea of time. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, in the... You, you recently had a conversation with someone about how time is really just exists because of events. Yeah. And that movie definitely proved your theory because there were no events in this film. Yeah. It was just like a thing happened and I guess time moved forward, but but it didn't really seem like time moved forward because the day was still going. So it's just very disorienting. Yeah, like in one scene it's light, one scene it's dark. You they say that the radio show is in the morning, but then she's doing an afternoon broadcast. Right. But then you're like, so did she do two broadcasts today or did she just do the one? Right. And they have so much time in the morning before the broadcast. So. But then like she was doing Christmas at her mom's house. So how did she have time to do the broadcast if she was doing Christmas? Right. I don't know. It's like the, the writer had lots of really good Christmas ideas. Mm hmm. And then didn't know how to connect them all together. Yes. Also, I never really bought that the, uh, oh crap, what's his name? Pepper. Mm-hmm. So the, the, uh, the, the radio jock or DJ from Los LA. Angeles. Yeah. Pepper Sterling. Big city Pepper Sterling. He's supposed to be like town girl. this bad boy of radio. Mm-hmm. Gets punished for it, which like, okay, you, I mean, you got what you paid for, but I mean, 
you know, like, why are you punishing him? Like, that's what you hired him to do. But, right. you know, I never really bought that he was, like, some kind of jerk, like, terrible person. He seemed aloof and kind of uh, self-entitled, privileged. I mean, he definitely seemed like... individual. He definitely seemed like a big city kind of looking down on small town person. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely got jerk vibes from him. I mean, I got... Uh, it's kind of like what we were talking about in when we were watching some of these other trailers mm-hmm. where so much of this movie is like, oh, this guy who is a jerk just made a bad first impression, but really he's got like a heart of gold if you just let the right person in. Right. And that's kind of like what I got with him was like he, I mean, it's not like he was like rude or anything. I mean, he was just very selfish and entitled, I felt. And I felt like he was, I mean, I didn't like him throughout the whole movie. I didn't really feel like his personality was great. But yeah, they definitely tried to make it seem like, oh, he was just hurt from love in the past, so he has his guard up. And it's like, that's fine to have your guard up. I get it. But that doesn't mean you get to be a jerk to everyone you meet. You should still be a nice person. I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't feel like anyone in this movie really had a personality. Like I get like I get that he's supposed to be like the jerk because the movie tells me he is. Right, right. And he's a generic jerk. Yeah, but like it's not like he really was a jerk if that makes sense. It's like he was just more aloof than he was like yeah. mean. Aloof is a good word. Uh yeah. So that's my two cents on him. But if you want to talk about who doesn't have a personality in this movie, the boss, uh, the the <laughs> manager of the a so mannequin, yeah, or uh, a robot or something. He is the mannequin that came to life from yeah. the other Christmas movie. He, so Pepper gets in trouble for something. He like makes fun of a advertiser for the radio or like he basically calls out an advertiser for having an affair. Yeah, 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 on the radio. Mm-hmm. And the radio station's like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. We're suspending you, so go to this small town in Colorado. Fun Seems fact like about an that. interesting suspension. Uproot yeah. your whole life and move to this. Yeah, go, go keep working, but right. somewhere else. But it's technically still for us. Right. Uh, fun fact about the town in this movie... This movie was shot in Idlewild, California, mm. but it takes place in the fictional town of Idlewild, Colorado. That's why there was no snow there. Yeah, that's the uh, the only fun fact I have for you. Oh, goody. He gets to this small town, and the radio station manager, Cole, played by Tyler Jacob Moore, he just has no personality he's just he's just a generic nice guy but like like not in like a endearing sort of way i don't even know how to describe how like imagine if a mannequin came to life and they were just friendly yeah (laughs) 
I don't know how to describe his personality at all. He was, it was kind of like disturbing how plain he was. He was like one step away from serial killer generic territory. Yeah, definitely. Like he had some secrets. Yes, for sure. There is definitely a sequel to this movie out here where he goes to Austin and starts killing people. I would not doubt it. It was wild. That would have been a more interesting movie than this. And it would make this movie more interesting also because the whole time you're just like, he's going to kill people in the next <laughs> movie. Like, I really, I think people should watch this movie just for Cole. Yeah. Just to try to understand him. That's all. Yeah. But also, you know who was really fun in this? Eric Peterson. Yeah. I appreciated seeing him. He is... Uh, I mean, I don't know how well known the show was because apparently not many people knew about it. But he plays Kevin in the the uh, the new TV show. Kevin can f himself. Great show. Yeah, great show. Worth checking out. Has the girl from Shit's Creek in it? If yeah. anyone's a Annie something in her last name. She's great. Yeah, she's fantastic. Definitely recommend seeing Annie Murphy. I knew that it was a simple last name. Yes, he would have uh, very much like a goofball personality. Yeah, he just, he kind of looks like the guy, like he's the guy that you look at him and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to put him in this as like the goofball type. Right. I feel bad for him because that's what he looks like, mm -hmm. but... Uh, he he does it well. He makes it work. Yeah. Caitlin, overall, would you say that you liked this movie or you disliked this movie? I would say it was, it wasn't. Like, I feel like it was just a movie that I watched. Did I enjoy watching it? No. Was there anything enjoyable about this movie to me? No. But was it the worst movie I ever sat through? No. You're uh, you're gonna hold on to the visitor as the worst movie yes, that you sat through. That was aren't the you? first oh, okay. movie I thought of. I will change your mind on that movie. We will see. This. Uh, this movie became increasingly difficult to watch as it progressed for me. It felt very long. It it did, and was it was like, less than an hour and a half. Oh my gosh! I was like, when is this movie possibly going to be over? I don't know. But it kept going, and there were things that like you thought were going to come back, but then they didn't. It like wasn't the, really the, a well thought out movie. Like the peanut in his right. pocket. I, you had a really great idea it, for that. It was a good idea. Why would you not do that? Basically, he fills this girl's office with packing peanuts because he, she gives him dating ad, or love advice or life advice, whatever you want to call it. And he goes, what do I owe you? And she's like, you can't afford me. So she makes a joke that he owes her snow. So he fills her office with packing peanuts and they have a little flirtation in her office with all the snow and packing peanuts. And he sticks one that he pulls out of her hair in his jacket pocket. And you think, and like it, it zooms in on it. It zooms in on him putting it in his jacket pocket. Everything about the way that that scene was shot made it seem like that packing peanut was going to come back and it was going to be important. And it doesn't. Even though he wears that jacket in a future scene. Still doesn't come back. Yeah. What 
a missed opportunity there. For At least sure. be semi clever movie. Yeah. I don't know what they were fighting about either. I told you she was mad because he didn't tell her that he got his old job back at his old movie theater and promised at her at his old movie theater. <laughs> I don't know. I Where does he that. work? <laughs> I don't know. At his old radio station. And he promised her a Christmas company party that he would take her to as a date but then didn't because it didn't exist yeah so i I guess lying to her i i mean he only lied to her about the party it's not like he it's not like he lied about the uh the job right it actually seemed like he was about to tell her everything it was yes and then she got mad at him for not telling her fast enough. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then it's as if he l- lashed out and felt the need to defend his job because she was mad. Right. So it's like she gets mad. He gets defensive. And then they're both mad. Yep. Then they break up. Yeah. Basically, the movie said, we need conflict. Here is pretend conflict. Yeah. So... There was a lot of things that I feel like they wanted to be set up as conflict for the couple. Like like the the station manager kind of boyfriend. Like Yeah, they I made was it, very confused by that relationship. They made it seem like they were dating uh, Sandy, Haley Duff, and the station manager Cole, but then they they weren't dating. He wasn't upset exclu- that they were exclusively. I guess maybe they weren't exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. But he but would then like he buy like, her lunch and like they would kiss on the cheeks all the time. Yeah, or go out to dinner. Right. And but then he was he didn't seem upset that she was flirting with Pepper. Right. I mean, maybe his like nice guy sort of way of getting back at her in like a passive aggressive sort of way was was doing something to get. Pepper sent back to LA, but that didn't really seem to be anything like, that he had like control we said, over. It was like a nice guy thing, though. He's like, I'm going to send this guy back to his normal job. Yeah. <laughs> his six figure salary. Right. Which, like, I said this it, to you last night, but like, that could literally mean anything. Right. Like, yeah. Like, is he making $100,000 a year? Like, is he able to afford his LA mansion with I that? know. He has this giant house that you never see the inside to. Also, this movie came out in 2014, and they act like radio DJs or like radio <laughs> talk people. Stuff. Yeah, they act like they are the the coolest people in the entire world. Right. Like it, it, podcasts were definitely a thing mm-hmm. and very popular in 2014. Right, but that but, didn't work for the movie. Yeah, I mean, are there radio? Are there radio pe- personalities that are making six figures? Oh, yeah. I bet Elvis Duran from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. I bet you he's making six f- figures. He's like one of the biggest radio DJs out there. And he's been on it for a year, so he has to be making quite a bit. According to Google, the average radio personality salary is anywhere from 23k 
to 78k per year. You should Google Elvis in Ohio. Ah. The median for the United States is 45,000. You should Google Elvis Duran net worth. Okay. Well, net worth is a little different than I know, but I don't know if it'll tell you his salary. You can try. Elvis Duran salary. He gets $6 million per year. That makes sense. But he works for iHeart. Right, iHeart Radio. Radio. So. I told you, he's a bigwig. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's possible, but like. I don't, I don't know. That's just, that's mind boggling to me. <laughs> Uh, his net worth is twenty million. In case you are curious, wow. anyway, that just seemed uh, a little unbelievable for this movie. I don't know. Maybe he's the equivalent of Elvis Duran. Maybe, but his show seemed very boring. <laughs> yeah, and like it didn't seem like a big studio, really. Yeah, it did not. It, so. They they did not do a good job of making this radio stations seem big and impressive. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess know. the other conflict was Pepper and his height or college girlfriend that he was on a radio show with in college, who is his current co-host, who I guess he still has feelings for or I, did have feelings for in a kind of sort of way. I, the only time I thought that maybe he had feelings for her was when he offered the basketball tickets to her right at that the was the very it. beginning of same, the movie same. and then i but then like sandy makes a throwaway comment about like oh is that your makeout buddy and then i was like at what point in this movie did you talk about them making out with each other right he never talked about making out with her right that's why this movie really has problems with time because maybe that was a conversation they had at some point. I don't know. There are massive gaps in time in this movie. Mm-hmm. Massive gaps with plot that arguably may have been more interesting than the rest of what the movie <laughs> was showing. For sure. What did you think? Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk Maureen McCormick for a second. Marsha Brady. Marsha, Maureen McCormick is one of those individuals that spent, you know, some formative, important years of her life working on one of the best sitcoms of all time. Yeah. I guess. It, I don't know where it really. It's a popular sitcom. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's well known as popular. I guess mm-hmm. I just didn't know where it fell on the ranking of all time sitcoms. She acts in this movie as if she's still on it's if she's still playing Marsha Brady in yep. the Brady Bunch. She was grown up Marsha. Yeah. More like this movie could have been here's what happens to Marsha Brady after the Brady Bunch. Definitely. She shows up, she's like, I'm a rough, tough woman, and then like spends the rest of the movie crying because her husband died eight months ago. Which I mean Reasonable thing to cry about. Reasonable thing. I'm not saying it's unreasonable to cry about. Right. But did this movie need a recently dead father on top of maybe there's a second love interest in the station manager? Maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, Pepper is conflicted about going back to this job. Because 
Do they need a reason for her to be in this town? I feel like she could have just grown up there and stayed there. I don't know why she had to like move back for her dying dad. And then her dad dies and she stays there to be with her mom. I didn't really get that. It didn't seem necessary for her to actually be a licensed doctoral psychologist. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, how many uh, relationship related shows are the hosts actual doctors? Right. I, I mean, I don't think Dr. Phil is a doctor. No. I mean, maybe he is. I I don't know. I just kind of always assumed he wasn't. I Dr. Oz, I don't feel like he's an actual doctor. He's a doctor of stealing your money. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even great at her job, so they definitely could have left her being a yeah. real doctor out. There were so many times where she would throw out advice and then say, all right, next caller. And I'm like, you didn't finish that guy's advice. No. You just left it that he's going to get his wife snow tires. Right. She said she would send him a jewelry catalog, even though she never got his address. Well, I think that's uh, Jonah's job, the the call screener. Mm. So he would get all that information. I think that's standard practices. I don't know. You have hiccups now, don't you? This is the best time for you to have hiccups. We'll try to... Uh, Make sure that that's not a huge problem or any problem. Uh, so, yeah, Maureen McCormick, just kind of weird. Um, and then kind of going off of the whole conflict thing, I never got the feeling that Pepper was really all that conflicted about going back to his radio show. I mean, it was clear that he didn't really want to. Yeah. But the like the scene almost immediately after after Sandy goes back to Idlewild is him pitching this new show to his, uh, his manager. Yeah. Like I'm pretty certain he didn't want to go back at all. And I think even if he did want to go back, he would want to do the radio show with Sandy, but in LA, like I got no vibes that he was like missing his old show at all. Yeah. I, I, it felt, it felt like from the moment he quote fell in love with her, like nothing else really mattered mm -hmm. and it didn't show that he was conflicted with any of that. Not at all. Yeah. But, uh, maybe if they put in a montage of him working with his co-host spice and like, you know, getting Chinese food late at night where they work on notes for their radio show and laughing uh, with some each kind other. of build up right. to the Christmas show. Right. Not just him sitting there clearly not wanting to be right. there or doing his job. Right. You know, what else was a really weird moment to, of trying to insert conflict into this movie. Hmm. The fact that the truck he had to drive from <laughs> her mom's house to the radio station at the end was a, a manual. Right. That was, yeah, waste of time. Yeah. It's like, oh, he can't drive stick shift, so it's going to take him longer to get there because he keeps stalling. Right. But, like, it... Okay, but we have no idea what time is anyway. I didn't know she was in a rush. Yeah, we didn't know what is time. Time in this movie is relevant. <laughs> because then he gets there. In plenty is listening, of time. Yeah, listening to the end of the show. Jonah comes out, sees him, tells him that Sandy's still in love with him, and then somehow between that moment and what, like three minutes later, mm -hmm. he sets up like this 
whole display in the town where they hold up Merry Christmas letters that switch to marry me. Right. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure the writer of this movie thought that was the cleverest thing. Thought that was so clever <laughs> and based this entire movie around that <laughs> one moment. I would definitely believe that. He said, oh my gosh, how did I not realize you can use the letters in Merry Christmas to say marry me? Yeah, I don't know where he, like, how did he get a hold of all of her viewers? Or did he just find passerbys down, walking down the street? And he I was like, I don't know. Hey, come do this thing for me. Were they, were they her fans who were there who wanted to see her at the end of her last show? And they said, Hey, like, I, uh, help me. And none then of these questions can be answered. Where did he get the letters? Because they were clearly the letters from earlier right. in the movie at the Christmas display. Mm-hmm. So, like, did he run halfway across town, steal the letters, come back, find <laughs> however many people are in Merry Christmas, and tell them what the plan was? Questions cannot be answered. Did he know that he was going to ask her to marry him before he went back to Idlewild? And that seems like or a big in that job. moment? Yeah. It, they went from falling in love... I don't even think you see them kiss. I mean, yeah, remember that oh, very yeah, abrupt yeah, yeah. kiss at Christmasish time? Yeah. What was that one moment that I said was very they shot it in a way that was very climactic, but like nothing really happened? Where like zoomed in on him real quick? That's when he kissed her. That was when he kissed yeah. her? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There was like no uh-uh. No build up. There was it no. It was just kind of like wh- what just happened. Well, the sexual tension in this movie was non existent. Yep. It was very much like brother and sister. Yes. Like, hey, I respect you and your boundaries as a person. Right. (laughs) And those are going to reflect in my acting as this character as I'm playing myself (laughs) instead of trying to play this character. Yeah, that is accurate for sure. (sighs) Yeah. So it went from, from flirting... Kissing, marriage, fighting, marriage. Yeah. Those are the milestones of their relationship. Wow. Here's a question that I have for you, though. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you meet a guy. Mm-hmm. You, uh, let's say that you, you develop an infatuation for him. Okay. You think it's love. Uh-huh. He does something to make you mad. Okay. Okay. Like, let's, let, let's say, like, pretty mad, but, like, not so mad that you would never date him ever again, okay. but still, like, pretty mad that it'll it'll last a couple days. Okay. Do you then, and you, but you think that it's over for real. Okay. All right? It's, it, it's not actually over, but you think it's over. And then somebody says, hey, move to Austin, Texas with me. Would no. you do that? No, no. I thought that was a wild choice because I I think it's, one, not fair to Cole. Two, she's moving further from her mom, which seems like that's where she needs to be is with her mom. And definitely rebound. You're just going to screw your life over doing that. That was bad choice bad choice it's as if she didn't really care about her radio show she was just like right. oh he asked me to move i i guess that's what i'll do right she had no even though she said that she didn't move back to chicago because this was her practice now 
in Idaho. Right. So like it was she like, had developed like she was like, This is this is where I've set up. This right. is my camp now. I'm gonna but stay I'll here and help these people. I'll move to Texas because yeah, I'll move to, this guy asked me to. And my heart's broken. Right. Question mark. So definitely a bad psychiatrist. She should take better life advice from someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but I mean, it's not even like Pepper stayed in the town. Like I would get like if you want to leave because he's still there. But right, he, he left. left. Right, he went back to California. Right. She was like, "But I can't look at his mic every day because that's where he used to be." And it's like, "Yeah, you're also living in the same town that you grew up with with your dad, and he died, and that doesn't bring back bad memories." Right. And versus why are this you... guy that you knew for like a month. And why are you leaving his mic set up? Because that mic definitely wasn't there right. when we first introduce you and see you sitting at your desk by so yourself. So it seems like a simple solution. It seems like the solution is way simpler than let me uproot my life and move to Texas. Yeah. Also, there really wasn't any reason for the dad to be dead for eight months. I mean, he could have died a long time ago and gotten the same message out of that. Or like, he could have still been alive. Well, I... L- I hate to use this word, but I kind of liked that the mom was like, hey, this guy reminds me a lot of your dad. But why did he need to be dead? He could still remind her of his dad, of her dad. It could. And they could have probably had like a really funny moment where the dad does something. And then like the pepper does something. And then it's like, oh, they're the same person. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But I liked that there was like that it was more emotional. Yeah, that it was that it was uh, it was like, hey, you know, like he reminds me of your dad. Mm-hmm. I know that you don't see it, but mm-hmm. this is what your dad used to be like. And I liked that there was kind of that like fondness about it. And the mom was able to impart some wisdom on her via that way. And that it wasn't played as this like funny thing. Right. And if that- I had to pick one part of the movie <laughs> that I liked. Right, but then I think you didn't need the side relationships. Pick one way or the other. Have the side relationships and keep the dad or have the dad die and get rid of the side relationships. Right. There was there were too many options of conflict that were happening and it didn't right. really build to anything significant. Like she could have like instead of the whole moving to Austin thing, she could be like, "You know what? I'm just going to go back to Chicago. My mom's doing fine. I need to get away from this, you know, town or whatever." But like, the other thing, too, let's say that the dad had died a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Let's say f- five years. Mm-hmm. She moves there to be with her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dad passes away. She has she does this radio show that adds more meaning to the radio show if she continued to stay there. Right. And it would add more to her saying that... It, uh, that was her practice now. Right. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying if you needed her to move, she could have gone back to Chicago. You don't need this second relationship thing. Right. Like like uh, Pepper could have given her the boost of confidence to like go back and right. like, uh, you know, maybe they didn't get together at all in the end. Maybe he went back and he realized that he didn't need girls to make himself feel better about himself. Like he gets over spice and, uh, right. You know, she's like, you know what? I can really help people. Mm-hmm. Even though her advice was terrible. Yes, like there was, was nothing not that suggested anyone should see her as a, a psychologist. No, 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 no. But I mean, that's just my two cents. I don't, uh, I don't make them enough money to be evaluating what <laughs> makes a psychologist or not. I mean, I guess if you can pass the classes, like, whatever. (laughs) So, 
those are our thoughts on. It was definitely a Christmas movie. Like it hit all the beats. So if you're looking for a very generic Christmas movie, check it out. Yeah. I, I mean, there are several better ones out there, but if you've seen all of them and you're like, I got nothing else going on and you just kind of want to evaluate Cole, check this movie out. Yeah. You know what I want you to do? Audience members, the few of you who follow us on Instagram, go to the go to the post for this movie. Tell us what your favorite Hallmark e uh, tr- freeform Christmas movie is. Mm-hmm. One that you think is legitimately good and not just going through the motions because they crank these things out like that's yeah. like it's water. Like they there really is a do. There is a fountain of Christmas movies coming out, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are bad. Sim- I mean, just like any other movie, there are plenty of bad movies out there, which is what keeps us in business. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of good movies, which is, you know, what keeps people pretentious. <laughs> I want to know, legitimately, what uh, what do you think are some good Christmas movies that fall into this camp? Because yeah. we we want to know. We're, we're interested. Um. Yeah, please hit us up. Let us know what your favorite is. Yeah, I don't I don't want to uh, figuratively poop on these movies every week. Like, I want to find one that we think is really good. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you and I are so passionate about relationships and dating that it makes watching these movies very difficult. Ugh. So hard to find dating advice in these movies. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's hop over to Caitlin's Dating Corner. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, well, dating advice. You kind of hit on it a little bit earlier for what I had planned for this movie. Uh, because my dating advice was don't look to a relationship to help you get over anything in life or grow in life or anything like that. You should really find that within yourself and within those people that you choose to surround yourself with. But if you're looking for a relationship to fulfill you or to keep you... um happy then you will be sorely disappointed my friend exactly happiness comes from within that's right um i got some questions for you though i also just want to throw this out there real quick okay uh there's no need to be happy all the time well no if we're pursuing happiness 24 7 then you're chasing a fantasy yes for certain just like the relationships in these christmas movies (laughs) boom All right. You ready for these? All right. First question. How long do you think it takes to truly fall in love with someone? I'm not talking about infatuation. Infatuation is very different. For those of you who don't know, when you're infatuated with somebody, you get all of the dopamine rushes. You get the head over heels, butterflies in your stomach, I never want to leave this person. I never want to stop talking to them. You get all of those mushy, gushy feelings. That's infatuation. Love is a commitment 
and something that you choose to do and to give to another person, not a feeling by any means. So how long do you think it takes to actually fall in love with someone? I'm really glad that you told me this question last night Mm -hmm. because I've been thinking about it for since then. Mm -hmm. And I have not come up with an answer because, you know, you have people like us who dated for like what, like eight years Mm -hmm. before we got married. I mean, I think we fell in love at some point, hopefully during those eight (laughs) years. Uh, But then I know other people who... uh, who got married within three years, who have a relationship that is, I mean, arguably just as strong as us. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, I don't want to say that marriage is like the, the defining moment of falling in love with someone, but I use that as evidence of how quickly relationships can move. And, uh, I hate to give like kind of cop out answer. I know that it would be funnier if I said like, Oh, uh, about a month, uh, because it really <laughs> just depends on the person. Like it, um, I think that there are some people who are just more capable of love quicker than other people. So, fun fact: I learned this in my psychology class. Um, your dopamine feelings that the the chemical that is responsible for producing that butterflies in your stomach feeling. Mm-hmm. Once you enter a relationship, it lasts minimum six months to a year. Wow. So I say you can't actually be in love with someone until after a year because that's when the chemical is gone. And so that's when you really kind of get like a true feel. I don't want to say feeling. You get the true part of the relationship without the chemical being present. So I say... Don't tell somebody you love them unless you've been dating for a year because you can have feelings for them and you can tell them, oh, I really like you. You know, you give me butterflies, but you don't truly love them until that chemical is gone, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Fun fact uh, for the listeners, Caitlin actually has a degree in psychology. So I kind of like talking about it. So it's kind of like we have our own little Sandy in the studio with us. Hopefully I get better advice than Sandy. Yeah. uh, I mean, (laughs) I'm a little biased, but (laughs) I think that you do. Uh, You know, she just, she she cuts so many people off. And I bet, I'm like, do they have follow-up questions for her? You know, yeah. the, don't just tell someone to do something and then say that, okay, we're done. Well, Moving on I to mean, the next caller. maybe she actually goes to them like she did with that young caller. That was weird. And they never addressed that no. ever again. No, they certainly did not. So this high school kid calls into the show, says, I want to ask this girl out. And mm-hmm. she says, hey, go do a big display. Girls don't believe in leagues because this kid's like, oh, she's like way better than me. Like, whatever. And she's like, go make a big show of it. Ask her out. Women like grand gestures and they don't care about leagues, which isn't true, especially in high school. But I mean, (laughs) it's a movie, so they can do whatever they want. (laughs) And Pepper is like, don't don't bother. Right. He's like, save your money. Go buy an Xbox. Right. She the, the next thing that we see is she's with this boy. Helping him dress up as Santa Claus to ask the girl out. Now, kudos Really appreciated how he asked this girl to the dance. 
pretty cute. Yeah. Like, you know, two thumbs up, 10 out of 10. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Do something about those snaggle teeth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everything <laughs> else, like, fine. And, it, I mean, it worked out for him. Yeah. Never addressed. No. How she she said, technically, I shouldn't be doing this. Right. It's like, well, I mean, you're you're more of like a radio show right. host than you are like a, a psychologist. But still, like, we're not going to talk about how she got involved with this kid. No, where she like, found him. Where did she find him? Does she have a habit of getting involved in the lives of the people who call into her show? Right. These are things that the movie should have addressed. Right. Maybe she has a busybody problem. Right. That could have been another conflict to explore, but the movie was so focused on doing nothing <laughs> that we didn't get the chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very interesting choice they made. Yeah. So sorry to derail your corner. But, no, that's uh, all I had. Oh, uh, it's like I yeah. think you asked me another question last well, time. Well, I I feel like you kind of answered this one too. How quickly would you ask a girl to marry you? I thought it was move to a different state. Oh, that's right. Move to a different state. That's right. That's right. How long would you have to be in a relationship to pick up and move to another state? I'll tell you what. It would be a long time. I probably wouldn't do it until I was married. I I 100% agree. I am way too terrified of like picking up my life, moving to another, you know, state, country, whatever with somebody that I'm not married to. And then what if the relationship doesn't work out? Now you're in this new city. All by yourself. All by yourself. You don't have that person. You lost your only connection. That would be horrible. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying like if you just because you're married, if you move, but the chances of, you know, your relationship working out are a little bit higher. Yeah. And you have a little bit more hoops you have to jump through to remove that person from your life. Yeah. A little asterisk I'll throw on there. Just to give people a little hope and say that we're not, we're two minute, we're naysayers. <laughs> uh, if you're a very extroverted person mm-hmm. and adventurous and, uh, you know, maybe. Right. Maybe. It. Yeah. Like maybe if you're like, oh, I've always wanted to move to Louisiana. And now I have the and chance. And now I have the chance. Then, hey, go for it. But do it. I think, I think that's the biggest key is do it because you want to do it and you're not doing it for the other person in the relationship. Not because someone is nicing you into doing right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that being said, this movie, I feel like uh, not great. No. The IMDb score is 6.4, which I think is way too high for this movie. Way too high. There are too many people out there who are buying into the hype of these movies and... Mm-hmm. Uh, stop it right uh this is not how love or life works yeah but you know what we are not one to tell you what you can and can't watch because uh we talk about some pretty terrible movies on here that That i'm sure other people yeah that we love and uh, i'm sure other people are like uh uh you're dumb (laughs) and it would go against the motto that we close every episode with uh, one thing I did want to talk about that I think is really interesting, super quick, because uh, I know that we're wrapping up on our time. This movie is directed by Sam Irvin, who is uh, known for directing such classics as 1994's Oblivion, which is uh, about an Old West planet where uh, people are you know, fighting and stuff on there. Uh, he did... 
well, I'll talk about that movie in a second. He also directed the Elvira sequel, Elvira's Haunted Hills. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I, I meant to say Oblivion is on. She uh, is on the 12 Nights of Elvira. So, like, he, he's done some pretty uh, schlocky movies that would be perfect on our podcast. Mm-hmm. One of these, I think, sounds very interesting. Called Kiss of a Stranger. After declaring that all handsome men in L.A. are gay, Nova falls for a sexy stranger who shortly disappears without a trace, leaving her pregnant. When her friends start dying of unexplained causes, she searches for the truth. Lot going on in that one. Yeah. And it sounds bonkers. Uh, He also did a lot of Christmas movies, which uh, this is what I thought was interesting and wanted to talk about, but I think it's fascinating that so many of these movies that make, or so many of these directors that make these schlocky, uh, trashy B movies that we love also go on to direct like made for TV Christmas movies. Yeah. I just think that's why very interesting genre jump. Yeah, maybe we should have talked about some David Dakota Christmas movies this year. We should definitely do that in the upcoming years. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there eventually. I mean, I think we need to start doing Christmas in July because we have so many Christmas movies to discuss. <sighs> but I can only handle them once a year. <laughs> Anyways, Caitlin, do you have anything that you want to throw out there before we wrap up? Hey, check out this movie and tell me what you think about Cole. Also, don't forget to play our Christmas plus this movie, uh, Christmas plus this already made movie equals this already made Christmas film. And uh, best winner will get a Bad Movie Date Night sticker. So be sure to post. Yeah, we really need to come up with a better way to describe the rules of that game. But uh, thank you for listening. As always, we're going to encourage you, our audience, to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. We're on Instagram and Twitter at at sign journey into film. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to TeePublic and check out some sweet merch like some T-shirts. We got our... Is this a secret masterpiece t-shirt? We got our Krampus Christmas time t-shirt. We also got our Santa Claus Christmas time t-shirt. Those are pretty cool. And links for those are available in the show notes. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. I wish you a Merry Christmas.